Let's see here. Today is 24 April. It's Sunday. It's time for the uh, CG Prophecy Report. Sacred Journey. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. We're going to start out by reminding you, and I'll try to remember to remind you for a couple weeks until you get used to it, that uh, instead of having a midweek report, I have moved over to doing a news service. It's like a drudge type of news service. It's just more conservative and much more up-to-date. I update it two or three times a day. It's called The CG Report, T-H-E-C-G-R-E-P-O-R-T.com. So if you go to thecgreport.com, and you can check out your news every day, and there's lots of news all the time. What a week we had. So there you go. That's the plug for the CG report. And then please share that with other people so eventually we can go up in the ratings. I think Sergio said there was like 172 conservative news sites, and we're probably 172 right now. So we want to get up to 169 someday. All right, let's see here. We got some news from... Set the bar high. There you go. Um, yeah, don't overachieve, Charlie. Uh, talking about overachieving, I might as well say this now. I'm very, very tired today. I, if you guys are bored and fall asleep, I will understand. I uh, Two days ago, I climbed up into a tree to uh, take out all the dead branches that I do every year. And then I was had them on the ground, and I was cutting them up with my chainsaw, which had – it's a brand-new chainsaw with a brand-new chain – and which is very sharp, and it bounced off of one of the branches, and it came back, and it took out my left ring finger. And so uh, I had to have the wedding ring that I've worn for 38 years cut off of my hand. And the doctor that was going to do it, she took one of these, um, you know, you have the uh, drill, and you put the thing on there, and you use it for, like, screwing and unscrewing things. Well, she used a drill, an electric drill. She put it on there, and she didn't pay attention, and she had caught it on my skin and it tore off my skin so that wasn't and i said stop that and so uh she stop had it. i bet that's what she said it, it really hurt she had a uh the nurse a nice guy he uh did it with a manual cutter and it took a while to get through but uh, they finally cut off the ring and so there it sits on the uh, kitchen stove waiting to be re-soldered and put back on someday. But there you go. Um, uh, when you are using a chainsaw, do not grab the chain end of the saw when you're running it, okay? That's what I recommend. Um, anyway, um, lots of stitches. It didn't hit any of my stuff, but I'm not going to be answering emails for a week or two. I, I, I can't type except with one hand, and it's going to take 10 hours to type a nine-hour sermon next, tomorrow. So don't send me any emails. And um, uh, anyway, that's enough of that. So Okay, we got some news from Israel. Times of Israel. As EU eyes stopping Russia fuel imports, Israel sees an opening for its natural gas. Now, we talked about this in the past, and then the Americans tried to put it down, and Israel is still pursuing this. So it looks like this may be uh, a foot in the door for getting gas up to Europe. As Europe aims to wean itself off Russian fossil fuel, which may not happen, I'll talk about that maybe a little later, I don't know, um, because of the Ukrainian invasion, Israel hopes to help fill the gap with gas from its offshore reserves. EU states remain divided on the timescale, but European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has said the bloc hopes to phase out its dependency on Russian gas, oil, and coal by 2027. 
Israel could build one or more pipelines, potentially via Greece or Turkey, or increase the quantity of gas piped to Egypt to be liquefied and shipped off, says officials and experts. Foreign Minister Lapid said after a recent visit to Athens that the war in Ukraine stands to change the structure of the European and Middle East energy market. We are also examining additional economic cooperation with an emphasis on the energy market. The Jewish state has worked for years to create gas export routes with mixed results so far. Turkey, whose ties with Israel had recently thawed after over a decade of rupture, has expressed new interest in a pipeline, and its energy minister is expected in Israel in the coming weeks. During the years of diplomatic alienation from Turkey, Israel signed an accord with Greece and Cyprus in 2020, aiming to build the East Med pipeline through those two countries from Israel to Europe. Turkey opposed the project, and a senior U.S. diplomat said last week it would be too expensive and take too long to build. You know what? If they put their minds to it, they could have it done in three weeks. I mean, this is just all people trying to keep Israel out of the energy market. Energy Minister El Harar also hailed the potential for gas sales to Europe, telling the French Association of Defense Journalists that we have the ability and we will try to do as much as we can. So we'll see where that goes. It's been in the works for a while. And I never told why I'm so tired. It's because last night I got home. I went out to dinner with some friends and I got home I went to bed, and I got to tell you what, I woke up, I thought my hand was going to explode at 11 o'clock last night, and I just did not sleep well after that, so I'm just out of it. Anyway, Times of Israel, in a game changer, Israeli laser-based air defense shoots down drones. This was at the end of last week. The defense ministry revealed that a laser air defense system, it is developing, successfully shot down drones rockets, mortars, and anti-tank missiles in a first series of tests last month. Now, we talked about this when they were getting going with it. Now, they've actually got this in operational tests. According to the head of the ministry's research and development team, Brigadier General Yaniv Rotem, the tests were conducted at challenging ranges and timings. The use of a laser is a game changer and the technology is simple to operate and proves to be economically viable. In a video released by the ministry, the laser-based system can be seen intercepting a rocket, a mortar, and a drone at an undisclosed location in southern Israel's Negev Desert. During March of this year, the ministry has been testing the laser-based defense system for several years, shooting down a drone with it last year. That's what I reported on there. The recent tests were to be the first to be successful against the other threats, included unguided projectiles and anti-tank guided missiles. And they can do all this with a laser. That's rather incredible. The latter was not shown in footage released by the ministry. Its research and development department initially planned to deploy the anti-missile system by 2024, but the military has pushed for an earlier deployment. Prime Minister Bennett announced in February that Israel would deploy the system within the year. 
This was apparently driven by concerns that in a future conflict, the military would not have sufficient interceptor missiles for the Iron Dome and other defense systems to shoot down incoming rockets, missiles, and drones. That's especially true with Hezbollah having over 150,000 rockets aimed at Israel. They will need this up and operational to take care of that along with their Iron Dome and their other defense systems. Every effort is being made to make the system operational as soon as possible and enable an efficient, inexpensive, and innovative protection umbrella. Defense Minister Gantz said the ground-based laser system dubbed Iron Beam which is being developed with Raphael Weapons Manufacturer, is not meant to replace the Iron Dome or Israel's other air defense systems, but to supplement and complement them, shooting down smaller projectiles and leaving larger ones for the more robust missile-based batteries. According to the ministry, Israel is the first country in the world to succeed in using powerful laser technology to develop a working air defense system and to demonstrate interceptions in operational scenarios. Good job, Israel. Okay, we got some news from Christianity here. And before I give you that, I'd like to tell you that Ron Hicks has finished Exodus and he's going right on to Leviticus. So hats off to him. That was a lot of sermons from Exodus and I hope it was a good adventure for him because there was a lot of wonderful Christological passages in the book of Exodus. All right, from Breitbart, becoming transgender, a sacred journey, Bishop claims. This is a bishop in the Church of England claiming that becoming transgender is a sacred journey. One UK bishop has demanded that the UK government implement a ban on trans conversion therapy describing the process in which people become transgender as a sacred journey. The clergyman's comments come as Britain moves to ban so-called conversion therapy for homosexuals, though those who identify as transgender will not be covered by the proposed legislation. Many are not happy about this exclusion, however, with a number of activists expressing outrage over the government's decision despite attempts by the UK Conservative Party to appease the country's LGBT lobby. One of those unhappy with the exclusion is Rowan Williams, an Anglican bishop who previously served as, believe it or not, the Archbishop of Canterbury, considered to be the most senior clerical role in the Anglican Church. This guy is saying that they should not be working against this. I cannot imagine this guy standing before the Lord, probably at the Great White Throne, if he saved it all. He's, he is just going to, I can't even imagine. I don't know what this guy is even thinking. William says, since written a letter to Prime Minister Boris Johnson, urging him to implement a ban on trans conversion therapy. And here he says that conversion to Christianity is the event or process by which a person responds joyfully to the glorious embrace of the eternally loving and ever merciful God. It has nothing to do with so-called conversion therapy pressure put by one person on another to fit their expectations. The attempt to induce vulnerable and isolated people to deny who they truly are. To be trans is to enter a sacred journey of becoming whole, precious, honored, and loved by yourself, by others, and by God. Yeah, how do they love who they are if they changed who they are? Yeah, a little contradictory in thinking there, but I got to tell you, I would not want to be that guy ever, ever. And, like, you know, I got enough to account for before the Lord, but I would not want to be that guy. I wouldn't change suits with him for anything. From Alpha News, legislative 
Chaplains say they can't say Jesus during opening prayers. Multiple chaplains have come forward after being reprimanded for praying in the name of Jesus at the Minnesota State Capitol. Yeah, you just, you know what? If you get invited, you just go up and do it anyway. Reprimand me all you want. I'm not going to not speak in the name of Jesus. It's the only way to be saved. No person's going to come to the Father any other way. You might as well at least get yourself in trouble for saying what's right. From the Christian Post, Canadian Church hosts controversial assisted suicide ceremony for member with ALS, a church hosting an assisted suicide. Canadian Church was recently the site of an assisted suicide ceremony held for one of its members diagnosed with ALS, better known in the U.S. as Lou Gehrig's disease. Churchill Park United Church of Winnipeg became the first church in Manitoba to host the controversial practice, which it described as a crossing over ceremony last month for 86-year-old Betty Sanguin. The church's leadership team had unanimously approved Sanguin's request for the assisted suicide ceremony that was held in the sanctuary as she had strong ties with the congregation. The unreverend Don Wolk, minister of Churchill Park, said that it seemed appropriate to hold the ceremony in the sanctuary as churches are often host and home to all the raggedness of our lives and to some of our significant life rituals, baptism, marriage, ordination, funeral, or memorial services. So let's just check them out in the sanctuary as well. For us, it was perfectly natural to hold this service for Betty in our sanctuary because death is a natural part of life and Betty had lived a good part of her adulthood in this faith community. Hers was a growing, changing spirituality. Her faith was feisty, fierce, and passionate, like Betty herself. Some see medically assisted death as a private matter, and they sought to honor this individual's request. Some felt it was right for Betty in particular. Canada's healthcare system offers patients the option to have assisted suicide, what is known as MAID, or Medical Aid in Dying, in which a physician or nurse practitioner carries out the death by chemical injection. At Churchill Park United Church of Winnipeg, the typical sanctuary seating was removed and replaced by comfortable chairs, tables, flowers, and a recliner, which Sanguine sat in during the event as people came and went throughout the day to say their goodbyes. Friends and family visited Sanguine, who was joined by her adult daughters and grandchildren. With Rolk leading the ceremony, the chemical injection to hasten death began at 1 p.m., and an hour later, Sanguine had passed. That's the last thing you will ever see happen in this church here. If that's something you want, don't come and ask me for it, because it ain't going to happen. All right, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Times of Israel, amid terror wave, incitement to violence, floods, Palestinian social media. PA President Abbas condemned attacks against Israeli civilians, but officials in his Fatah party expressed support for violence. Hamas, Islamic Jihad share posts praising terrorism, okay? They're over there. They're causing all kinds of trouble. I don't know if you paid attention to what's going on over there this week or actually for the past two weeks, but they're just up in arms as they always are this time of year, and they're actively posting all of this terrorist stuff, and yet Israel is the one that gets blamed by CNN's Christiane Amanpour this past week for being the one to, you know, elevate the tensions over there. Israel isn't doing anything. Somebody comes in and stabs somebody. They respond by shooting that person, and they say that's, you know, elevating the, uh, the, uh, the game. 
things like that. This has been going on for years and years where Israel gets blamed for everything and they haven't done anything wrong. All they do is respond to these people in kind. From Fox News, 46 retired generals, admirals, urge White House against Iran nuclear deal, which means they're just going to double down and do it anyway, just to show how smart they are. From The Guardian, World Health Organization chief blames racism for greater focus on Ukraine than Ethiopia. Okay, what comes out of Ethiopia? Can anybody tell me what contribution they have added to this world? Anybody? Their biggest export is coffee. Now, don't get me wrong. I love coffee, but they are not the focus of the world's attention right now. If they're in there killing each other, they've been doing it for thousands of years, and they have added nothing to this world beyond the death that they serve one another. Okay, next article, CNBC. Russia's war in Ukraine threatens to hurt billions, UN warns, as food and energy prices soar. So what's the difference? Somebody that exports coffee, something you don't need, or a country that is actually affecting billions of people. There are going to be people starving around this world because wheat is not being planted and grown and harvested in the Ukraine. And it's racist to think that? I don't think so. If it was any other country, it would be exactly the same. But because a black country is involved in it, it suddenly becomes racist. I'm sorry, this racism thing goes nowhere with Charlie Garrett. I could not care at all. If you produce, if you do something that is of value for the people of the world, then they will have a need for you. And if you don't, if you're just killing a bunch of people all the time, keep killing each other. When you want to become civilized in this world, then you can participate with the rest of the world. That's how I look at it. From the Washington Free Beacon, Iranian ghost armada ferries $22 billion worth of illicit oil to China. We've been talking about this again and again and again. The Biden admin is willfully aiding and abetting a nation that is under sanction still. They ought, I'm telling you, these people are, they are treasonous up in the White House. They ought to be arrested and they ought to be tried for what they're doing. Iran's fleet of ghost ships has ferried at least $22 billion worth of illicit oil to China since 2021. And we we have oil problems here. We're shutting down our oil pipelines, and they're just allowing this willy-nilly to go on. Providing the hardline regime with a major source of revenue and raising questions about the Biden admin's lax enforcement of sanctions. In the first three months of 2022 alone, Iran shipped an average of 829,260 barrels of oil per day to China. A total of 337,882,520 illegal barrels worth approximately $22 billion have made their way to Beijing since Biden stole office. Iran's fleet, comprised of 182 foreign-owned and flagged ships, operates with little interference from the U.S., according to UANI. It is known as Tehran's Ghost Armada because these ships often obfuscate their position at sea and turn off their trackers a violation of maritime law, so that they can evade detection. Iran's black market oil trade has thrived under the Biden admin, fueling accusations the U.S. is turning a blind eye to sanctions enforcement in order to generate goodwill with Tehran as part of a diplomatic effort to ink a revamped nuclear deal. UANI is outing the companies that own these ships as part of an effort to push the Biden admin into taking action. Good luck. 
four of the most active ships in Iran's fleet, Vigor, Virgo, Hornet, and Berg-1, are known to be operated by Atlantic Navigation, an India-based company that is linked to entities the U.S. has sanctioned for supporting Iran's IRGC. The country's paramilitary fighting force, which is responsible for killing hundreds of Americans during the time the four vessels mentioned were being operated by Atlantic Navigation, they carried just over 19 million barrels of oil from Iran worth approximately $1 billion to China. The money allows the Iranian regime to profit and in turn fund its terrorist activities around the world. There are clear ties between these vessels and sanctioned entities, and there is no good reason for the Biden admin to have turned a blind eye to this. This lack of action by the Biden admin is only enabling Iran's bad behavior. The latest info about these ships and their owners reveals a tangled corporate web of shell companies that makes it difficult for the U.S. authorities to determine who is responsible and how sanctions should apply. But it wouldn't matter anyway because they're not going to apply them. If we don't have an administration that's going to do their job, they need to be taken out as an administration. They need to be arrested, they need to be tried, and they need to be placed in prison. That's what you do with people that do not do their jobs in the U.S. government. From Breitbart, expert warns of terrible year as Swedish fatal shootings on track to break records. You know, you invite the snake in, it's going to bite you. Swedish police gang crime expert Gunnar Applegren has warned Sweden could be in for a terrible year as the number of fatal shootings could break new records if current trends continue. On Sunday, Sweden, once a peaceful state of less than 10 million souls, saw its 20th fatal shooting this year, and if trends continue, the country may be seeing a new record for fatal shootings this year. So far, 2022 has seen the most fatal shootings from January to April of any year since the Swedish police began to publish records of shootings in November of 2016. There were seven fatal shootings in the equivalent reporting period in 2017, 2018 had nine, 2019 had 16, 2020 had 15, and 2021 had seven. If you look at the start of this year, there are more deaths, but about as many shootings as there were in 2020. It's a very high level we're at right now. Appergren noted that many of the killings are related to criminal gang activity and revenge conflicts between gang members. What is the one thing that they're not saying out loud? Muslim. That's the one thing they ignore every single time. It is all, all. There are still very fiery conflicts and spirals where the revenge begets revenge. The very first crime of trying to shoot someone dead creates this spiral of violence. As I said, if you don't address the issue, you will never solve the problem. Now something interesting from Mongolia, from Aki Press. Mongolia to provide humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. You know, if you're a country and you're taking humanitarian assistance from Mongolia, you're in real need, I can tell you that. <laughs> At its irregular meeting, the Mongolia cabinet resolved to provide $200,000 as humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. 150K of the assistance, which will be allocated from the government's reserve fund, will be provided to Ukraine through UN crisis relief, and the rest will be transferred via International Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's up in that regard? From Med Express, California startup. This is actually cool. It sounds spooky at first, but... California startup sends tiny robots on voyage into brains. 
Yes. Sending miniature robots deep inside the human skull to treat brain disorders has long been the stuff of science fiction, but it could soon become reality. Bionaut Labs plans its first clinical trials on humans in just two years for its tiny injectable robots, which can be carefully guided through the brain using magnets. The idea of the micro-robot came about when way before I was born, said co-founder and CEO Michael Spiegelmacher. One of the most famous examples is in a book by Isaac Asimov and a film called... Fantastic Voyage. Very good. That's I loved that movie. I loved watching that when I was a kid. Okay, I gotta. I I've got to tell. Stop and tell you what the Fantastic Voyage was because I include a lot of photos from it in the uh, update that I'll put online. Uh, because people may see it and not have any idea what they're seeing. They took people and doctors and all these people, and they shrank them down in a ship. They shrank them down into this teeny little injectable thing, and they injected it inside the person. And so they're going all through the body of this person. And it's like a wonderland of all these lungs and tissues and stuff and these monsters that attack them from inside the body. It's great. So that's what's going on there. Anyway. Raquel Welch, very good. Okay, so Fantastic Voyage is where a crew of scientists goes inside a miniaturized spaceship into the brain to treat a blood clot, just as cell phones now contain extremely powerful components that are smaller than a grain of rice. The tech behind micro-robots that used to be science fiction in the 50s and 60s is now science fact. We want to take that old idea and turn it into reality. Working with Germany's prestigious Max Planck Research Institutes, Bionaut Labs settled on using magnetic energy to propel the robots rather than optical or ultrasonic techniques because it does not harm the human body. Magnetic coils placed outside the patient's skull are linked up to a computer that can remotely and delicately maneuver the micro-robot into the affected part of the brain before removing it via the same route. The entire apparatus is easily transportable, unlike an MRI, and uses 10 to 100 times less electricity. Bionaut Labs CEO and founder Michael Spiegelmacher displays the tiny remote-controlled medical micro-robot called Bionaut, which his company is developing for medical treatments. In a simulation, the robot, a metal cylinder, just a few millimeters long, in the shape of a tiny bullet, slowly follows a pre-programmed trajectory through a gel-filled container, which emulates the density of the human brain. So they're showing you how it works now, so that when you have it done in your head, you'll know what's going on. Once it nears a pouch filled with blue liquid, the robot is swiftly propelled like a rocket and pierces the sac with its pointed end, allowing liquid to flow out. Inventors hope to use the robot to pierce fluid-filled cysts within the brain when clinical trials begin in two years. If successful, the process could be used to treat Dandy Walker syndrome, a rare brain malformation affecting children. Sufferers of the congenital ailment can experience cysts the size of a golf ball, which swell and increase pressure on the brain, triggering a host of dangerous neurological conditions. Bionaut Labs has already tested its robots on large animals such as sheep and pigs, and the data shows that the technology is safe for us human beings. 
If approved, the robots could offer key advantages over existing treatments for brain disorders. Today, most brain surgery and brain intervention is limited to straight lines. If you don't have a straight line to the target, you're stuck. You're not going to get there. Micro-robotic tech allows you to reach targets you were not able to reach and reaching them repeatedly in the safest trajectory possible. So you just have these magnets and they move them and it just makes it follow a course through your brain. Very, very cool. All right, it's a dangerous world out there, including the inevitable plagues of the book of Revelation. Let's see how that's developing. From the Epic Times, CDC, World Health Organization, probing mysterious severe liver disease among children. You may have heard about this, but the one thing that seems to be lacking from this article is the one thing that ought to be addressed, but they never even mention it. Authorities from the World Health Organization and CDC investigating reported cases of severe hepatitis, liver inflammation in children in Alabama and the United Kingdom. The Alabama Department of Public Health announced that it has been investigating an increase in hepatitis in young children since November 2021. These children presented to providers in different areas of Alabama with symptoms of a gastrointestinal illness and varying degrees of liver injury, including liver failure. Later analyses have revealed a possible association of this hepatitis with adenovirus 41. Adenovirus 41 is normally associated with gut inflammation. The department said nine children under 10 years of age have been identified as positive for adenovirus as of April 15th. What they don't say is what's causing the adenovirus. Two among them needed liver transplants. The children didn't have any notable underlying health conditions that would put them at risk for liver illness. The World Health Organization separately announced on April 15th that it was notified about 10 cases of severe acute hepatitis in children under 10 in central Scotland on April 5th. One child fell ill in January and the other nine others in March. Three days later, the number of such cases in children in the UK was reported as 74. The UK Health Security Agency reported that of the confirmed cases, 49 are in England, 13 are in Scotland, and the remainder are in Wales and Northern Ireland. The World Health Organization said that some of the cases were transferred to specialist children's liver units, and six children underwent liver transplantation. The cause is currently unknown. I guarantee we're going to see a lot more of these. They're going to be coming soon, and they will never identify the issue. They will overlook the cause. That's my guess. Breitbart. Ron DeSantis, isn't he great? This guy's just, everything he has done has been just fantastic. I'm telling you what. Ron DeSantis, no Floridian will be restricted, mandated, or locked down under my leadership. If they try it again, it ain't going to happen. Love the guy. Okay, morality is declining, especially at the White House. Here's some news on that. I don't know if I have anything about the White House. It's just a statement of fact. Okay, Mail Online. Two inmates at all women's New Jersey jail are pregnant after both had sex with transgender prisoners. Who didn't see that coming? ACLU won battle to house 27 trans inmates there. So all you need to do, if you're in jail and you just, you just say, I'm a girl, and they'll move you over there, and your life will be back where it was before you were unbelievable. Who didn't, you know, I said this years ago when they started that in the UK. I said, watch the problems arise. UK had problems and they started to 
separate him because of the problems? U.S. says, oh, it'll work this time. <laughs> All right, from Great Britain News. Trans prisoner who got female inmates pregnant behind bars is serving 30 years for killing foster parent. Well, let's reward him by putting him in the female section. Edna Mahan Correctional Facility changed their transgender policy last year to house women who haven't undergone sex reassignment surgery. So you don't have to undergo anything. You just say, I'm a girl now, and you get to go over and be with the girls. Fox, Kentucky legislature overrides Bashar's veto on abortion bills, shuttering abortion facilities for now. Good. That guy needs to be voted out. They need to never have him in any government office again in that state. He is a loser extraordinaire. Fox, Kentucky lawmakers override governor's veto of bill banning transgender athletes from girls' sports. If you can override a veto, it shows you how unpopular you are as a governor. I don't know how he snuck in there, but he did, and they need to never have that man in office again. Loserville, Gateway Pundit. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs bill banning 15-week abortion into law. Mail online. I worry life-changing trans trend has gone too far, says leading psychologist of 30 years who is trans herself. When you have trans people saying, I think this is a bad idea, you know it's a really bad idea. Yep. 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 Some other news from around the world. And please be sure to check out the Superior Word Sermons. Okay, going out with a bang. Now, this is on hold right now, but I'm leaving it in because we'll see if they decide to go ahead and allow it. But this guy will be going out with a bang if they decide against what they've already, they overturned it, and now it's going through the courts right now. South Carolina death row inmate who killed a store clerk in 1999 elects to be executed by three-person firing squad rather than the electric chair. So that's going out with a bang. Um, when you when you are in a firing squad, as I understand, at least it was uh, in most of the states in the past, and it may be the same there in South Carolina, is they have three people with guns. One of them has a blank, so you never know if you were the guy that uh, uh, didn't kill him or not. So it's it's it, a conscience reliever for the shooters, is what it is. All right, Mail Online, Mexican woman, 32 is found dead hanging upside down on southern border wall in Arizona after her leg became trapped while trying to use a climbing harness. The unnamed woman ended up hanging upside down a significant amount of time off the border wall in eastern Arizona. Migrants have died while attempting to cross the border wall, including a man who died earlier this month when he fell from the barrier in Texas. Okay, there is a lesson that can be learned here. If you're not allowed to come into this country, stay out of this country. And if you die in the process, you know, we just lost a guard or a reserve down in Texas. He went to save two people that were drowning. He drowned himself. This is unbelievable that we are allowing this in this nation. The administration needs to be arrested. They need to be tried and they need to be convicted and put in prison for the rest of all of their lives. All of them. From Great Britain News. Rwanda migration policy breaches international law. This is, I, it's just ridiculous what these people come up with, says UN Refugee Agency. The UK's proposal to send migrants who arrive in Britain unlawfully to Rwanda is unacceptable and a breach of international law, the UN Refugee Agency said. The government announced it plans to provide failed asylum seekers, including those crossing the channel in small boats with a one-way ticket to Rwanda. And guess what? Rwanda wants them. 
So what's the problem? You don't want them. They don't belong there. Rwanda will take them. Send them where they will have the right to apply to live in the African country. Jillian Triggs, an assistant secretary general at the UNHCR, said the agency strongly condemns outsourcing the primary responsibility to consider the refugee status as laid out in the scheme put forward by Prime Minister Johnson and Home Secretary Priti Patel. Ms. Triggs pointed out that Israel had attempted to send Eritrean and Sudanese refugees to Rwanda, but that they simply left the country and started the process all over again. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that this has nothing to do with being a refugee because they're being given a safe country and all they want is free stuff from countries that will give it to them. Right. They don't want to go to Rwanda because they'll have to work for a living there. These people need to be deported to Rwanda and these UN people need to shut up. In other words, it's not actually a long-term deterrent. A home office spokesperson said, Rwanda is a fundamentally safe and secure country with a track record of supporting asylum seekers. So what's the problem? Including working with UN Refugee Agency, which said the country has a safe and protective environment for refugees. Except we expect them to work and not suck off the government dole. That's all this comes down to, is people wanting to get freebies for the rest of their life. Mail online. I was accused of being a black voice for white supremacy when I questioned the legitimacy of the biggest BLM charity. Now that it's been exposed as a fraud, their corporate backers owe us an apology, writes Kira Davis. Keep waiting, Kira. It ain't going to come. You don't qualify as a black person because you don't qualify under their rules. She's as black as she can be. She spoke out against it, and they just barbecued her. She wants an apology. Keep waiting. It ain't coming. Epic Times. Sky-high inflation gives Americans a wage cut in March for the sixth month running. Imagine going to work every single month and being told your wages are being cut because that's exactly what's happening. Yes, things are getting more expensive, but you might as well just say, let's keep the prices the same and I'll take a pay cut every month for the next six months. Same thing. Zero Hedge. EU countries paying rubles for gas would violate sanctions European Commission memo. So they came out with that in just a day ago. I think it was yesterday morning. They may have a way of getting around this. And so I didn't include the article this morning. I was just way out of it. But uh, they may be working a way around this. So they're going to continue to buy Russian stuff and do it in rubles. If they do this, it may destroy the U.S. dollar. This is the important thing to understand is that earlier in the week they said it would violate sanctions. We can't do it, but people are working to make it happen. Okay, mail online. Fake homeland agent. You heard about this guy? He infiltrated the White House. Okay. Fake Homeland agent who infiltrated the White House Secret Service had an arsenal of weapons in his D.C. penthouse, arrives at his family's Virginia home after he was released from jail because the judge said he didn't pose a risk. This guy went in. He infiltrated the Secret Service, was in the White House. He has a house full of guns and arms and all kinds of stuff. And they release him. And we've got grandmothers sitting up in prison since January 6th of a year and a half ago that didn't have any weapon. They just were invited into the Capitol and they're still in prison being treated like terrorists. And they allow this guy that infiltrated the Secret Service of the United States of America out. You tell me that this is right. 
Every single person in the administration of the United States of America right now needs to be arrested. They need to be tried and they need to be sent to prison for the rest of their lives. All of them. CNBC. After one year of Biden, prices have risen higher than they have in 41 years. Epic Times. Georgia Governor Kemp signs constitutional carry bill into law. This is two weeks old, but last week I did not do a regular report and I was so excited I thought I'd keep it in here for you. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill into law that immediately allows permitless handgun carry for most residents in the state. We need to do that in Florida, folks. Before DeSantis is out, we need to get that law on the books. I hope they don't have just permitless carry, but open carry, because I'm going to get a holster like the guys in the Old West. I'm going to have a big gun on my side, and I'm going to walk around with it. That's what I'm going to do. Scrawny little Charlie with this big gun on his side. She's laughing over there. You were going to say something? She can't. She's laughing too hard. Good visual, Chief. The visual. Thank you. Okay, who said it? We have viewed modern states all around Europe, but find none of their constitutions suitable to our circumstances. We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. So much for Ben Franklin being a deist. There were no deists in our original founding fathers. One person is questionable, but even he attended a regular Presbyterian church. There were no deists, and that's all you ever hear about our founding fathers. They're a bunch of deists. You cannot speak of the sacred writings. You cannot speak of the interposition of the Almighty God in a government if you are a deist, because deists don't believe that those things happen, okay? That was today's psalm, too. Oh, yeah, today's psalm. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborer builds in vain. Okay, I might have misquoted that. Okay, some may think that it's not very sane, to dispatch a small bot to your brain. Here's the bottom line gist. Cause cease and desist. C-Y-S-T. Desist and will make excess fluid to drain. Very well done. Desist. Okay. I got a couple ironies here for you and we'll be done. Epic Times. Texas busing illegal immigrants to D.C. without adequately coordinating says a U.S. agency. That, that is ironic for the people that never coordinate anything with anybody in the Mail Online. That's hubris. That is hubris. That's exactly what it is. Mail Online. Paralympian, who has only one leg, reveals his health insurance company sent a nurse to his house over fears that he is malnourished because his weight is dangerously low for his height. (laughs) I'd say it's low, all right, if you're missing a 30-pound leg or a 40-pound leg. That would make a difference, such as the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the Week.